Reduce stress and sleep better this holiday season with the Plus CBD Holiday Survival Kit. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences. Their Plus CBD Holiday Survival Kit includes CBD Calm and CBD Sleep. CBD Calm helps ease tension, soothe irritability, and contributes to a greater sense of contentment through a blend of Plus CBD's award-winning full-spectrum CBD, plus L-theanine and 5-HTP. The bundle also includes CBD Sleep, which aids occasional sleeplessness with CBD plus melatonin, as well as soothing magnolia bark extract and relaxing lemon balm. Both products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. Treat yourself or give the gift of peaceful days and tranquil nights to your loved ones. To order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for your Plus CBD Holiday Survival Kit. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. This is the ultimate Q&A with Layla for 2022. Uh, as we close out the year, it's that uh, kind of weird interregnum between Christmas and New Year's. Yes. And here we sit. Uh-huh. Uh, we got a few patients uh, coming to the office this week, so mm-hmm. uh, we're actually doing this in person. Uh, our Q&A with Layla is an opportunity for you to pose your questions if you send them to questions at drhoffman.net. And with me, of course, is Layla Muden, who is our resident nutritionist. How are you doing, Layla? Okay, Dr. Hoffman. How are you? Very well, thank you. The and city's quiet this morning. Coming in, yeah. even the subway wasn't crowded. Yep. The streets are quiet. I think a lot of people take off this time of year. It's got a little bit of a pandemic feel. You know, it's kind of yeah. reminiscent of the uh, those oh. pandemic days when you could walk down the middle of Park Avenue <laughs> and uh, there weren't they weren't any cars. You there were there wasn't anything. <laughs> right, just a and you know there uh, a bunch of really scraggly looking people walking around and you couldn't tell whether they yeah. were homeless people or whether they were just normal citizens who couldn't get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Right, because we couldn't get haircuts yeah. for how many months was that? Oh, and it was like my I, oh, it was yeah. I haven't looked that way since like uh, right. college. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. So anyway, so uh, I just want, before we get going, I just want to yeah. express uh, my gratitude to our faithful listeners. Uh, many of you find yes. us a resource, and we're deeply appreciative of that. We don't take it for granted. That's right. We hope that our content is relevant to your lives. Mm-hmm. And with all the competition out there, there's some fabulous podcasts out there. We uh, really feel it is quite an honor that uh, we're able to uh, participate and uh, hopefully enrich you with mm-hmm. information. That's what we try to do. We try to boil down uh, the science uh, mm-hmm. particularly as it relates to nutrition and integrative medicine, but also just medicine and science in yeah. general, and uh, try to make sense of it. Try to make sense of it. On occasion, do some damage control. Absolutely do damage control. With, uh, and apropos of damage control, uh, I wrote a two-part series that you may want yes. to take a look at, it if uh-huh. you haven't yet already, because if you're a newsletter subscriber, you would have gotten it in your inbox, and maybe you're busy and you haven't checked it out yet, but uh, what I tried to do is... You remember Mr. Blackwell's list of the worst-dressed women 
of whatever. No. Whatever. That's kind of a, I, that's an old-fashioned thing, 70s okay. and 80s. Mr. Blackwell was a designer, okay. and he would, like, anoint the worst-dressed women of the year, you know, for their outrageous clothing choices. Okay. Uh, what I did was I, uh, I found the worst sto- health and medicine stories and science stories of 2022, and yeah. I pr- provided a compendium of them. And it was so long that I just had to chunk it into two parts. So it was part one uh, and then part two. And you may want to check that out because those are some stories that we had. Like yes. you say, we had to do some damage control on some stories. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't believe some of the headings. Right. Well, there was one in particular that was interesting, which was um, had to do with uh, COVID and uh, had to do with the fact that the unvaccinated were more likely to get into traffic accidents. And the con- How ridiculous is that? And the conclusion was uh-huh. that we should therefore, insurance underwriters, when they rate people for in their insurance rates, they should ask whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated because you're a greater insurance risk and you should pay a higher premium if you're unvaccinated. How about that for some... How about that? How about that for some pressure on the uh, wow. unvaccinated? So, uh, but of course, the reason is mm-hmm. that... You know, logically enough, uh, and we've, we've talked about this, is people who are unvaccinated may be a little more risk takers. You know, instead of driving 55... Was they that may, the premise of that particular? Yeah, okay. they, may drive, yeah. they may drive 72. Yeah. You know, they don't... Or maybe they're a little less scrupulous about getting up close and personal yeah. uh, with others. Or they didn't, you know, yeah. get in their hidey holes during the uh, heights of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really matter now because just everybody has COVID. You know, I'm watching. I'm watching TV and I'm watching some of the announcers on TV and mm-hmm. you know some of the people on these, uh, uh, you know, the uh, cable news. Mm-hmm. And, and they all sound a little like this. Yes. They all sound congested. You yeah. Know? Their voices are different, and wow. so they're all biting off something. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's that time of year. It's that time of year, and yeah. it's not unusual. Um, so anyway. Uh, let's wow. uh, actually before we get to questions mm-hmm. uh, there's actually an update on something that we covered last week because we had a question last week a lot of people we were concerned yes. because a study came out in Consumer Reports mm-hmm. that rates the different uh, chocolates yeah, in the terms of, of their chocolate. lead and cadmium content Yes, and what they found to their great consternation and creating a great deal of clickbait headlines is mm-hmm. that cocoa contains lead and cadmium and it varies from brand to brand. Yeah, it does. And some of the brands that are the most popular brands mm-hmm. have more, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, Trader Joe's had a lot. Yeah. And I think Lint had a fair amount. Yeah. And, and even some organic yeah. brands right. had a lot. Right. Which is very. So what, our, so what we said was, at the time was that we didn't know really yeah. that much about that study. We didn't have time to look at the study. And we wanted to hear from our, one of our sponsors who makes yes. a, a cocoa product, a cocoa flavor. Because the product. original question was from yeah. one of our listeners was, Flavin Naturals, how much cadmium is there? Yeah, right? cadmium and lead. Exactly, lead. exactly. And, so, and we got a response. We got a response. Uh, from uh, Alan Alan Frost of of Flava, Flava Naturals. Who we've interviewed on uh, exactly. our program. Yeah. yeah. So basically, they measure, you know, batches, 
and they measure each batch. They make sure that it complies complies with the California Proposition 65 cocoa guidelines, which is cadmium and cocoa powder cannot exceed 0.96 parts per million, and cadmium levels naturally vary by harvest, right? And so, despite the buzz, they also tell us that despite the buzz about the cadmium in cocoa, it's actually a minor source of cadmium in the diets of populations as a whole, because according to two studies in children and adults that use the data from the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey, the NHANES, right? Mm -hmm. The top sources of cadmium are grains like cereals, breads, and pasta, green leafy vegetables, Mm -hmm. and potatoes in various forms like chips, fries, or roasted potatoes. These three categories account for approximately 80% of our food-based cadmium consumption. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And other sources, common sources, are seafoods and meats. So overall, there's not a lot of consensus regarding risks or guidelines on cadmium in food sources. Hence, there are no federal guidelines. And none of the chocolate tested exceeded the existing European guidelines. This is Flava Naturals chocolate that we're talking about. And the data suggests that the antioxidants in fruits and vegetables actually impede the absorption of heavy metals. Here's another example of that. It's an issue of bioavailability. It's an issue of bioavailability. Fish that is high in mercury, for example, tuna, but there's enough selenium Mm. in a lot of seafood Mm -hmm. to help kind of counteract and detox that. Right. So, you know, personally, Alan says the benefits of 900 milligrams of coca flavanols daily including a, an approximate 40% reduction in the risk of cardiovascular death, far outweighs any risk of associated cadmium right. consumption. And apropos of that, we do check our patients yes. uh, frequently for, for heavy metals. Heavy metals. Yeah. And that's not something done by conventional doctors. They right. just tend to not do that. So we do know that too much lead is associated with hypertension and yeah. gout. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that cadmium can affect uh, renal function can cause hypertension and damage the kidneys. Yeah, uh, and so you know we like to uh, we like to screen for that. And then there is a process called chelation, which can be helpful for taking that out of the body if your yes. levels are high. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, I want to speak to this uh, original uh, article, right? Because when we looked at Consumer Reports, yeah, con- and what is, they base their data on. Yeah, this is actually a bit of a rehash. A rehash of something that somebody else did, right? Um, a few years ago, it is actually. Uh, it sounds like an altruistic endeavor, but actually, it's part of a shakedown. Mm. And the shakedown is based on something, a piece of legislation in California called Prop sixty five. Now we know that California is ahead of the curve in a lot of ways. For example, they mandate you know, emission controls on cars that are not in line with the federal regulations that's going to make it so like you're going to have like uh, American cars and then Californian cars. Yes. You know? And then there's gas is even different there in terms yeah. of its composition. Uh, it has to have more, I don't know, ethanol or something. I don't know. It's just to, to re- yeah. whatever. Which is not great for engines, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's all these different requirements. So you have to have mm-hmm. two blends. You have to have 49 state gas and California gas. And uh, also, this Prop 65 legislation, as well-intended as it is to protect Californians from harm, yeah. is also a just a boondoggle for plaintiff's attorneys 
who find instances of marginal uh, excess over the California standards, which are different than the FDA standards yes. and the EPA standards. Yes. The EPA sets limits, mm -hmm. and then California says, I'll, I'll you know, hold my beer. Right. Know, right. I'll right, see right. you and raise you a thousand. Uh huh. Uh -huh. You know, and make the standards even more stringent. Yeah. So when so they literally have law firms whose entire fortunes are based on finding instances of deviation from the California standards, mm -hmm. and then they uh, they sue the manufacturers, and the manufacturers almost never not settle. They always settle, and they pay off the. Yeah. Plaintiff's attorneys yes. in a class action where each person who is offended by the class action may get a check for a dollar twenty-five, but the plaintiff's attorneys get thirty percent of the settlement, which might be. So this is all for the legal industry. Yes, it appears. And but what's <laughs> what makes it even more insidious mm -hmm. is that you get matching funds from the state of California to pursue your your litigation. So it's a wow. subsidy okay. to the plaintiff's attorneys, and it's it, it's. They've they've been incentivized. They've been incentivized. So just, just, Prop sixty five is I initially a well intentioned thing. Like how could you vote against a proposition that wants to protect people from harm? Yeah. You know, that's how it was pitched. But the way it's being used is being used as a uh, cudgel for plaintiffs' attorneys to essentially extort money from yeah. companies who maybe have a, like, if the standard is 0.96 and they're like, you know, 1.03, mm -hmm. they are technically in violation. So let me read from this, yeah. from the original uh, report. Um, it says, new report details simple, safe, and low-cost solutions to reduce levels of lead and cadmium and chocolate. So um, this outfit called As You Sow, which is some sort of organization. S-O-W, As You Sow. I guess right. the remainder of that would be you shall so you shall so reap. so you shall reap. Yeah. Uh, today we're publishing the results of our 381-page report to raise awareness on this critical issue and to provide chocolate manufacturers with ways to remove these dangerous toxins from our diet. So, in 2014, as you so's environmental health team. By the way, not Consumer Reports. Consumer Reports is just drafting off the efforts of these other people. Yes. They tested hundreds of chocolate bars, and including, you know, Trader Joe's, Hershey's, Mondelez, Lindt, Whole Foods, Kroger, Godiva, Seas Candies, Mars, Giardelli, Chocolate Love. Mm. Um, and then the net result was after several years of litigation, negotiations, the parties agreed to a settlement in which, as you saw, in conjunction with the National Confectioners Association and leading chocolate manufacturers, agreed to take to undertake a multi-year study performed by mutually agreed upon experts and funded by industry to understand the root causes of and ways to feasibly reduce the heavy metals in chocolate. So they're doing something about it. Mm. In a 381-page report, which you can find at asyouso.org. Yeah. You want to, you, you got, I mean, you got a little time on your hands over holidays? Uh, yeah. 381 pages on this issue of cadmium and mm -hmm. uh, lead in cocoa. And um, it says it's highly technical, so just look at the executive summary, which is pages one through six. Um, one of the things is to change the pH of the soil that the cocoa is grown. Oh, okay. On, you know, for example, uh, one of those things. And, uh, you know, to somehow... 
Keep it from the environment. Or maybe not gr not grow your your cocoa not, not on grow it. next to a highway to or a Superfund site. Yeah, yeah. A proximity like to a highway mm -hmm. can be a problem. Yes. You know, or proximity yes. to an old industrial plant. Or I don't know. Right. Um, so. Yeah. So there's those are the various ways. Those are the various uh, suggestions that industry is uh, hopefully thinking of implementing. Or adhering to, but again, Consumer Reports took this from from a several years ago research. Mm -hmm. So to I mean, you don't you I, don't get a lot of traction from reporting on the effectiveness of the latest vacuum cleaner. You right. know, that's that's I mean, when I wanted to in the old days, I would go to Consumer Reports when I'd want to buy a toaster. Yeah, or, or a dishwasher. Yeah, or a car right. or a computer. Yeah, yeah, but. Their health reporting is a little sketchy because they tend to also be super anti-supplement. Well, I actually started subscribing to Consumer Reports again because with the building of our house, we're right. now in the market for all of these okay. appliances, and we do rely on CR for that. Right. Right. So go take a look at the dishwasher we want, which will likely be a Bosch and blah, 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 anyway. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they, they have, this month's issue was all about supplements, and I read it. And the more I read, the angrier I got. Oh, no. So I'll be doing. I'll be weighing in on that. Oh, good. It might be a two-parter. The research they they don't even cite research. It's very vague. There isn't a lot of research about the effectiveness of magnesium. Are you kidding me? Oh, I could show you books. There's a journal. Oh an my entire goodness! Journal. Are you kidding? Yeah. So it, it, it's very yeah. I, I, it's a, it's almost hogwash. Yeah. Anyway, but I'm going to be weighing in. But on does that, that uh, make you wonder about whether they're reporting on the dishwashers is I accurate? Wonder too. Yeah, it, I it, wonder too. You know, because I have to say, I mean, sometimes like I'll read a newspaper. Yeah. And I'll say, wow, that political situation. They really did a deep dive on that. Then I'll read their health reporting, and I'll go, this is garbage. Yeah. That makes me wonder about their political reporting. That's true. You know. That's true. <laughs> it's, yeah. You know, if if that's their journalistic standard, or maybe it just they're really good at you know international politics, mm -hmm. but they really kind of suck at right at, at talking about nutritional supplements and diet. Exactly. You know, uh, well, I'm still going to have to do. We're still going to have to do our own research on dishwashers and washing machines and so forth and refrigerators. Okay, so wait a minute. We've got a leg up on the worst health stories of 2023. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna yeah, you're gonna write yeah. that section. Yes. Okay, great. All right, yeah, get yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. All right, something to look forward to because yes. uh, Layla uh, contributes uh, yeah. both a written column in our newsletter as well as an excellent podcast. So you get a lot Thank of likes you. on uh, on Twitter and on Facebook. Oh, terrific! Um, Considering I'm not on that, but I'm a little Thank you. I'm a little jealous actually. <laughs> I'm sure I have no competition, Doctor Hoffman. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so a good point at which to pause and allow one of our sponsors an opportunity to share a vital message with you. And we'll, at the end of the year, I want to give a shout-out to our sponsors. We want to thank them because they're all great. I thoroughly endorse their products and use them. And Me too. Uh, yep. we are appreciative of their support uh, to allow us to provide um, this uh, informational forum for our listeners. So here goes. Our lifespan is increasing. But what about our health span, the portion of our lives in which we're healthy? Extend your health span with SRW. 
Science Research Wellness. SRW is a nutraceutical company that curates the latest science and research to formulate supplements designed to support the structure, function, and processes within our cells that change with age. SRW's cell range line, cell 1, cell 2, and cell 3, constitute the complete cellular system range which supports the nine areas of the cell that change with age, the nine hallmarks of aging. SRW's carefully selected cutting-edge ingredients and formulations support the aging process in a way that previous generations have not had access to. Learn more about the science behind SRW, the nine hallmarks of aging, and how you can find out your biological age by going to srw.co. That's srw.co. SRW, the science of aging well. srw.co. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They are what make intelligent medicine possible. And now back to our questions. Questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. I guess we were experiencing a little bit of a holiday lull because people are busy and people are traveling and people Mm -hmm. are stuck in airports or something. But Because um, yeah. flights are being canceled. Right. Oof. But take the time and send us your questions. Yeah. Because those are the uh, those are the essential fuel for Q&A with Layla. We've got a question from Carrie. Dr. Hoffman and Layla, over the past few months, I've been experiencing dizzy spells. I'm 46 years old. I'm in excellent health. I began tracking them and have noticed... It's not when I'm hungry or dehydrated, but they seem to occur during my PMS week. Mm -hmm. Do you think this is a hormonal issue? Anything you could recommend or suggest? Okay. I've Uh, not heard a lot about dizzy spells in PMS or read read about it or experienced that at the time. I don't know much about dizzy spells. Here's the thing. Um, There's a lot of... (laughs) <laughs> what are called autonomic symptoms that are associated with menopause, for sure. Yeah. Hot flashes uh, and, uh, you know, sort of weak spells and dizzy spells. Mm-hmm. And so at 46, she may be experiencing some hormonal imbalances, yeah. some fluctuations of hormones, because the hormones go a little... It, the hormones... Perimenopause is a thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's kind of like uh, your menstrual history is a little like the 1812 overture. It doesn't just fade out. It goes out with a bang. It does. You know, and it... Curtain it, calls, curtain calls. Yeah, it's not just like... <laughs> I mean, everyone's different, but it yeah. sometimes it just you know fades away into oblivion. But often it it, it, uh, it, it goes to a climax with a crescendo mm-hmm. of symptoms. Mm-hmm. And this may be a prelude to menopausal symptoms. Certainly, uh, hormones influence the autonomic nervous system. Yeah. Uh, and so she may be in a little bit of a hormone hell. Mm. Now, what can be done for that is another thing. True. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, things that can things that can exacerbate dizzy spells, any stimulant, yeah. like caffeine, because it disturbs the inner ear. Mm-hmm. So How about blood sugar? Something. Sure, sure. But she did track when she would feel dizzy and she noticed that it doesn't happen when she's hungry Mm -hmm. or dehydrated okay so that's good thinking on your part carrie actually uh yeah hunger see it's not the level of insulin it's the change in the insulin true so if you're if you when you're hungry your insulin levels are fairly like in a fast are fairly low yeah and steady 
Yeah. When you eat, your insulin levels surge. Yes. And then they go down,、mm -hmm. and that's the roller coaster effect. Right. And so the body's insulin response can be affected hormonally at、true. different times of the month. That's true. And so. That's one theory as to what's going on. So we'd、Absolutely. want to know a little bit about this person's diet. Sure,、uh, we'd want to know any other issues. She says she's in excellent health. We want to know. I mean, do an ENT workup, see if there's any inner ear problem,、exactly. or, you know, some、yeah. uh, benign、allergies. positional vertigo or something like sure, that. Sure, you know? sure. Any food allergies? Food allergies can trigger. Yeah, yeah, and maybe it's during a PMS. So we're not chronically dizzy if we're. Complaining of dizzy spells, right? I would, I would think a little bit outside of the box and go into a different box. Like, did you get a new router in your house? Oh,、well, there's a. Are you? Is it too, positioned、EMFs. too close? There's EMFs,、mm -hmm. uh, electromagnetic magnetic fields that can be a problem for many people. But even sticking with the basics, you know, maintaining、yeah. good hydration is important. Yes.、Uh, sometimes, if you feel sort of weak and lightheaded, it might be that you're. You know, drinking too much water without enough sodium, you know, you can get true. Maybe of, you need some electrolytes. Some electrolytes. Water.、Uh, you know,、mm -hmm. lack of sleep could be a factor that's、totally. affected hormonally.、Absolutely. You know, there's definitely women who have sort of cyclic insomnia. Yeah.、Um, okay. And、uh, you know, could low estrogen、uh, cause vertigo? Well, it says I'm reading here. The sudden decrease in estrogen during menopause can cause a rapid decrease in estrogen receptors, which may disturb. Otoconial metabolism—that's the inner, the hairs of the inner ear—and、wow. thus increase the prevalence of benign positional vertigo. So、mm -hmm. that's actually the science to it.、Uh, there is something, and I'm just saying this woman is going to stop having her period. She may have her periods for another five or eight years, but、sure. changes may be occurring. Yeah, yeah. So,、uh, so the other thing that happens late in the menstrual cycle is you have plenty of estrogen, but not enough progesterone. Maybe progesterone could,、right. could could be alleviate that. Could alleviate that, and number two, it could be that whatever amount of coffee or tea I'm talking about, caffeinated beverages now, you're reacting to a little differently. Maybe it's a little more of a problem for you now because you are less awash in progesterone,、mm -hmm. given that you're perimenopausal. That's something. I've often heard women complain that I can't have my coffee anymore. I can't have more than a half a cup, or I can't have the two cups that I used to have anymore because I start to get dizzy. I start to get nervous, agitated, anxious, whatever it may be. Carrie, that could be what's going on with you, and maybe it's presenting for you as some dizziness. There's seventy different ways to feel dizzy. It's not always a vertigo thing. Sometimes you feel like you're on a boat. Sometimes you your eyes、unsteady. need to get checked. You know, it could be a、mm -hmm. visual. You know, that's true. Eyes component to that. Absolutely, get your eyes checked. That could be something. Yeah. I mean,、But、is there, is, is there a supplement for dizziness?、Uh, some people benefit from ginkgo biloba. I would、uh, take some B vitamins.、Mm -hmm. Possibly some magnesium、mm -hmm. to calm things down. Maybe some fish oil.、Mm -hmm. And watch that caffeine. See if that's a, if that makes a difference. See if your dizzy spells don't get worse when you eat sugar. Yeah, that's another thing that can be because、uh, it's a stimulant. So,、okay. but thank you for that question. Okay, good、Gary. point at which to pause because we divide our podcast into two parts and give us a preview of what we're going to tackle in part two. I find capsules floating in the water after having a diarrhea episode. Why? That's a little TMI. A little TMI, but hey, too much information.、Mm -hmm. But 
Yeah, we tackle all subjects here on Intelligent Medicine, <laughs> uh, even though this is a family show. <laughs> we'll be happy to we address that part too. We can talk about explosive diarrhea. Yeah, explosive <laughs> diarrhea. It's like, hey, it's part of life, you know. Um, we'll be back with more questions. Come to questions at drhoffman.net. This is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast.